Boom. Welcome to Grown Dad Business. It's just me, Aaron Kleiber, here from the Dad Quarters. Uh, I'm here. Uh, I just got home from being out on the road, and it is family dance party. I can't control them. Uh, but sh- what? But uh, no, this week uh, we have an awesome episode, a little special bonus episode with my friend Harlan Williams, and uh, we're talking cartoons. It's going to be a blast. Uh, we talk cartoons, we talk Harlan's love of animation, and his current cartoon projects and future projects, including us being silly goofballs, which is what happens. But uh, some grown dad business in there also. Um, hey. Real quick, uh, I just want to give a shout out to one of our partners, Ink Division, located in Braddock, Pennsylvania. Go check out ink-division.com for dope apparel. Yeah. That's it. This is what it sounds like when I do this by myself. So, uh, Abby, come here. What, come here. What are we listening to? Beastie Boys. <laughs> the Beastie Boys. Uh, yeah, so go check out our Beastie Boys episode where uh, Jason Clark and uh, John Hancock joins us. And we talk all things Beastie Boys a couple episodes ago. And uh, yeah, I guess I'm just supposed to say uh, enjoy. Luke, you want to say enjoy Harlan Williams? Not from across the room, like into the microphone. <laughs> I'm bringing the kids into this mix. Enjoy Harlan Williams. Do you know, what do you know Harlan from, remember? Puppy Dog. <laughs> What's his name on Puppy Dog Pals? Yeah, Bob. All right. Oh, bingo. That's the name of the other dog. I didn't even realize I did that on purpose. (laughs) Bingo and Rolly. That's right. Yeah, uh, big fans in this house. Yeah, I don't know if anybody knows that, that Harlan Williams is the creator of Disney's Puppy Dog Pals. So that's crazy. (laughs) We talk about it a lot. Grown Dad Business with Aaron Cliver. Hey, that's my dad's name. And Jason Clark. Not my dad, but he's a cool dude. Nah, nah, ah. Rate and review. Subscribe and share. Grown Dad Business with Aaron Cliver. Yeah. Um, and Jason Clark. Back to get super dope. Grown Dad Business, we're back. We're in the we're in the haunted conference room at the <laughs> at the at the Harlan Podfest. Oh yeah, <laughs> Harlan Williams is with me. Can I tell them where we are? Yeah, we're actually in a conference room. We snuck into a conference room at a hotel. We started a podfest. We're having a pod fe- feels like a podfest, but we're the only two here. I I have a feeling that there are so many podcasts that actually went through this. <laughs> Yeah, really. <laughs> like they were like, we're having a podfest, and it's gonna be a live podcast. Yeah. And we got a conference room at the at the <laughs> Motel Seven. Yeah. And, and no one there. No one's there. I know. All right. And this is then. This is a legit podfest. It is. I what should have, we call it? I have celebrity guests. Yeah. <laughs> lined up. We'll call it the uh, Har Keebler. No, not your that name's not Keebler. Like that Keebler. sounds like an what's oil your, merger. What's your? It's Ke- Cliver. I said Cliver. My good friend Harlan Williams over here. I was thinking of the cookies. You son of a bitch. Keebler. Aaron Keebler. Yeah. Keibler. The Harklibe. The Harklibe Podfest. That just sounds like we have 
oil sponsors and yeah that sounds like a terrible business but it's funny we're in this huge room it's this big empty room yeah no one's here if well i'm predicting that at some point a janitor or a manager or cleaning staff walks in and Okay, you say Can we janitor. make a bet? Can okay. we make a bet? I'm yeah. going to bet that we're interrupted at some point. We'll, be, we'll have to explain to them, oh, we're just doing a thing. You say janitor. Yeah. I say I'm going to go for like a better – I'm going to go with a, 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 a better spread on it. I'm going to say less likely, but I'm going to go with someone else reserve this room. Like someone's going to come in and be like, we have to start our meeting. I, I doubt it. I'll take that bet. Okay. What are at we this hotel? Well, yesterday they had, like, things going on in here. Oh, yeah, there was an East Indian wedding, I think, wasn't there? Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. Did you get invited? mm, I crashed it. Did you? Yeah, I just... Holy tendori. I put on a gold curtain. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they just started dancing. Sure. You know, change the light bulbs. Yeah. Change the light bulbs. That's it. That's Mm -hmm. how you do it. And then I fit in. Way to go, And then they were like, who are you related to? And I was like, uh... Nashkir over there. Nashkir. Not a person. Yeah. I just threw out a name I heard one time. Yeah. Got kicked out. <laughs> great. Indian names are great. I can't even, I don't even, I don't even know where to begin. I, I knew a guy in boarding school named Igabal Hasnu. Igabal Hasnu? Yeah. And I used I- to, I'd see him in the hall and I'd go, Igabal Hasnu, man. Igabal. I would do a Jamaican voice to an East Indian guy. Wow. <laughs> I would just yell out, Igabal Hasnu, man. That was his name, Igabal Hasnu. Isn't that great? Yeah, that's a good one. The only, uh, I have a very good friend, very funny comedian um, from from the Bay Area. Uh, I memorized her name because, you know, she opened for me. Yeah. And it, her name is Daya Lakshmi Narayanan. Wow. Yeah, and that will be forever in my brain. Imagine if her last name was Rhea. Come on. What? Everyone gets diarrhea. <laughs> what? That would be terrible. Well, you, you could tell people you had a friend named Diarrhea. <laughs> and she's a runner. That's terrible. <laughs> I just saw... Wait, I just saw a... Uh, there was a Saturday Night Live sketch yeah. uh, about um, people in the in the, in the the DMV. They were talking about the government shutdown and people couldn't change their names. Yeah, and they were like interviewing all these people that were in there to change their names, and it was like all these hilarious names. It was like, what do you mean change your name? Yeah, like they had to change their name. We were like, hi, my my full name is I'm here to change my name. My name is Robert Penis, like stuff like that. Why would you change your name? Because they were crazy names. That was the sketch. Oh, it was a sketch. Oh, in real life, people don't do that. Why not? You can't change your name at the DMV, can you? Well, wherever you go, because of the government shutdown, I don't. People are changing their names because of the government shutdown? No. They they were made. Okay. Honey, they, the garbage hasn't been picked up in three weeks. We better change our names. No. It's people that want to change their names, but they can't because of the government shutdown. These people in line it's like to change their names, I guess. Are and there was, lines of people that don't like their names? I guess explaining the sketch is terrible. I bet your friend Diarrhea was in that line. <laughs> but if your, name was, that if name. your name was Harlan Diarrhea, you wouldn't change your name? I would change my name. Yeah, right. Yeah. You would change it to Williams, which is what you did. No, I'd get rid of the Harland. I'd stick. I'd keep the diarrhea. Diarrhea Williams? No, Ronnie. R- Come Ron- on, why would you do that? Ronnie, Ronnie diarrhea. <laughs> That's what I'd be. Two people right now was like, I went to school with Ronnie diarrhea. <laughs> yeah. I remember him. <laughs> oh yeah. 
I like talking this long and not remembering what we were actually going to talk about. That's the most fun part. Oh, I know what we were going to talk about. Cartoons. Yeah. Well, no, it's always, it's funny because uh, my, my, uh, Harlan's filling in as my podcast partner today, and we usually just think of something that we love to talk about, and I'm like, dude, we've never talked about cartoons, and you have a cartoon. (laughs) I don't know. Harlan was a guest uh, a while back when we were on the road, and at that time, you were just developing uh, the Disney show Puppy Dog Pals. Yeah, on Disney Junior. Yeah, and at this point now, it's your second season. We're in our second season, and we're working in the background on the third season. That's, that's crazy. And I love that like, wild? my little girl, my little one, Firecat, she watches it. You know, It's on all the time, and, uh, and I tell people, this is – I just want to tell you. But you know, every time you come on, because I told my kids, she goes, that's Daddy's friend. Yeah. That ter- every time Bob walks in. So if you guys see uh, Puppy Dog Pals, that's Bob. Uh, so now that, like, what's <laughs> – how what's it? But Bob, tell them who Bob, Bob is the owner of the yeah. Puppy Dog Pals are two little pugs, Bingo and Rolly. Like little superhero dogs. And they live in dogs. Bob's house. And yeah. Bob is their owner. So that's who Bob is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, uh, like the John and Odie and Garfield. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. The, I'm the talking human that owns the pets. And, the, and pets, the pets can talk to each other, but the human only hears barking. Yeah. And, yeah. He, uh, and they're kind of like superheroes. They're secret superheroes. Yeah, they go on little missions. They go I love on it. missions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so fun. And it was crazy, too, because you told me it was the first, like, dog show that Disney ever did. Yeah, that's what they told that's me. That's so when, crazy. When Disney sat me down after they bought it, they sat me down and they go, Harlan, you know, this is going to sound weird to tell you. And I said, what? And they go, this is the first animated dog cartoon that Disney has ever done. Like, for TV. They, they've yeah, done right. 101 Dalmatians, Lady and the Tramp, like, right. movies. But they never had a TV show with dogs. And I was like, what? Like, even I was like, no. I had to run through. Yeah. And I was like, really? Isn't that wild? But yeah. But yeah, it's awesome. And so, in a way, I was, like, really excited because I was like, wow. Because, you know, A, people love puppies. People love Disney. And yeah. the fact that Disney's never had a show like this that, that I, uh, made me feel like, oh, they're really going to love it and be dedicated to it. And and so it worked out really cool. You know, I was I always like... I tell people, I'm like, you know, Harlan, you know, he does that kid's show. Like, that's his show. And people are like, what? Because people are like, okay, Harlan is this comedic actor in stand-up. And, but a lot of people don't know, unless they listen to the episode we did before. Like, you came from animation. You went to school for that. Like, I start, Yeah, I studied animation in college. <laughs> but then back when I studied, this is going to age me a little, but what the hell. You Stone always tablets, tell people how hammers. old I am. Yeah. Um, when I studied animation, it was called classical animation. So I mm. studied in, in the vein of the Disney classics where everything yeah. was done on celluloid. So for every time a, 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 a character moved, you had to draw on a new piece of cell, which is right. basically a transparent, almost like it looks like a, like a piece of glass, but it's a thin piece of paper that's... that's it's, it's not like paper, those, but it's, it's like those overhead projectors that your yeah, teachers would yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's just like that. It's a cell and a transparent cell, and you draw on that, and then you 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 ink it, and then you flip it over, and you have to paint it. So if the, if the flesh on the hand is one color, and the eyes are blue, and the hair is brown, and the pants are green, you have wow. to flip them over and paint that with with physical paint and. It just took forever. It's it was crazy. such like to to make a little character walk across a room took 
you know, 700 drawings. Right. And so when I finished college, I was like, there's no way I'm doing this. It's, it's <laughs> almost like being on an assembly line. Yeah, you know, yeah. You're just like, it, it's just so time intensive. So I said, screw this. So I turned my back on animation right out of the gate. Yeah. Got into stand-up. And then when I was living in, you know, I live in Hollywood now. And so just just by fluke, people kind of started, you know, saying, hey, why don't you throw some ideas at me? Yeah, and, yeah. Hey, I'd love to take you out to some meetings. And right. I was like, no, no, no. And so finally this great manager that I have, like, talked me into, like, going out with them to a couple of meetings. I said, okay, I, I like you. You're like, you know, he." I kept saying no to him. And he kept yeah. coming back to me, like, every, like, six months. he go, dude, come on, like. I'd love to go out and pitch some stuff with you. And I go, no, no, no. So finally, just because his persistence, I went, okay, let's go. And and so we sold Puppy Dog Pals. And then, <laughs> That's uh, nuts. And so I'm still with them, and we were selling all kinds of other stuff. So it's really cool. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what, what were you – like, I know when I was a kid, I was – I mean, we all love cartoons. And, like, I, we had Saturday that's a mor- sketchy area for me. I think I know what you're going to say, but but I'll, like, but like, what did you did you have cartoons? What what were cartoons in Canada? Cartoons we got all we got all the same stuff from okay. the states. It wasn't like it was all like you know animated maple leaves and snow. Yeah, I didn't know out. if it was like any different or. But I was I was never like I just did not like the Looney Tunes right. and the, the Coyotes and the and the, you know the Tom and Jerry's because to me it was always the same cartoon over and yeah. over. It was one c- creature like a cat or a coyote or a wolf chasing a mouse or a Tweety Bird or and trying to kill it with an anvil or a right, piano right, right, or right. blow it up. Elmer Fudd chasing a rabbit, or or Wiley, or who's the yeah, yeah. Yosemite Sam trying to, or it was a just, skunk trying to seduce yeah, women. It was just it, I felt like I was watching the same cartoon over and over, and they bored the living hell out of me. So, so like Family Guy? No, I'm just <laughs> no, not Family Guy. I I loved Scooby Doo because oh, I yeah, loved, yeah, yeah. I loved monsters. I loved I loved creatures and ghosts. I and did too. Monsters so. That was my cartoon. I couldn't stand the Warner Brothers stuff and the, yeah. the Hanna Barbera stuff. I only, I think, I only liked. I love Tom and Jerry just because of how silly and crazy they were. They were so slapsticky. And then I, with my little boy, when he was li- really little, yeah, we watched Tom and Jerry and we would laugh our asses really? off. Really? Like he huh. just, we just loved. It was almost like the cartoon version of Jackass. You know, you're just yeah. like watching them hurt each other, and we're like laughing. And I'm like, is this? We shouldn't be watching this. Like, I this guess is... so, but like I said, it's like you know. I felt like if I watched one, I watched them all. Yeah, like, right. Like you know, how many times can you drop a piano on a Roadrunner? How many yeah. times can I wasn't obsessed with know, Looney Tunes. How many times can Elmer Fudd shoot Daffy Duck point blank with a double barrel <laughs> shotgun and his beak turns around? You yep. know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, t- you know, it's like. Enough. Give me something. I guess I needed something more challenging for my little brain or something. So when you when you like like you like Scooby Doo, like yeah. what when you started doing anime, like what cartoons were you thinking about? Because I know like in acting and comedy, we always think like I always say like you know when I started like when I wanted to be an actor, I wanted to be Bill Murray. You know, I yeah. wanted to be Chris Farley. You know, like. What cartoons did you want to make at that time? I just wanted to make up my own. That yeah. that was the see. I got in fights with my teachers at animation college because I would do really extreme animation, like really out there, like stretching and squashing, and I would make up my own characters. Mm-hmm. And I remember them. I remember getting in fights with them 
and uh, and we we do screenings of our little movies that we yeah. do, right? And people would put up their screen tests, and they do Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse and and all this stuff, and and everyone would politely clap, and and then I'd put my stuff up, and the whole room would like burst out laughing like hysterically. Like I'd do little bald guys walking around and onion rings would fall out of the sky and yeah. land on them. And, and so my teacher got mad at me. I, I said, dude, this is animation. I said, this is about the world of, of, of imagination and about, you know, just expanding your mind and creating stuff that you can't do in real That's life. That's the best part of animation That's is you the can best do part. anything. And that was my argument to him. And I said, I'm an idea guy. I'm a, I conceive things. I said, I like to push the boundaries with this stuff. And I don't want to do repeat stuff that's already yeah. been done. And I go, I go. A big part of the industry is the idea people, and and he just they just got mad at me, and they they actually tried to fail me in animation school. <laughs> because I, I had to go up and fight with my professors to pass me. That's how crazy it was. Yeah, I I I, I went through the similar thing, like in film school with film and acting, and you know, it's the film you're you know you're cutting eighteen eight millimeter film and sixteen millimeter film, yeah, and then everyone's like. You know, making these avant-garde like, this is my inner child. This really is a true story. It was a this girl did a video, a film of a dead deer, yeah. and she was like, "This is my inner child." Meanwhile, like I had like a slapsticky chase scene, yeah, and they were just like, "Well, this is just." I'm like, "What the? This is funny. Like what? Yeah. Like I'm sorry I didn't f- film a dead deer with an eight millimeter camera like a psychopath yeah. in the woods, yeah. and talk about my feelings." Well, that's the thing. It, it, it's so interpretive, right? It's art. So you can't, you can't tell someone yes or no to yeah. what they like. I, we used to have to do naked um, um, body drawing, like live art right. uh, uh, models and naked, naked models twice a week. Hmm. And I'll never forget one time my, our, our, our instructor was like walking around the room and he, he, he started asking people who their favorite artist was and blah, blah, blah. And people were saying, the tra- you know, everyone, everyone was trained. Oh, Picasso, Dali, right. Degas, you know, Monet. And, and I said, my favorite guy right now is a guy named Frank Frazetta. And he goes, Frank Frazetta? And I go, yeah, the guy, you know, you've probably seen a lot of his illustrations. He does like the... He does like the dark kind of Vikings with the, with the horns and the red eyes recessed in, 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 in the back of the helmet and yeah. just really like gothic stuff. And he got really mad at me because he's not an artist. He's an illustrator. And I said, I don't care what he is. I like him. Who are you to tell me? I said, he goes, no, people like Picasso. And I said, I hate Picasso. He's got all these abstract images of eyes and women with one eye and broken legs. I said, that stuff, I hate it. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, he was trying to tell me what was art and what I had to like as an artist. Yeah. Or what art I was supposed to like. And it's... It's very disheartening because, you know, I've been all over the world and it's like I've, I've been to art galleries all over the world. And I don't know if pe- people know this, but yeah. when you go into an art gallery, it's always the same. You know, there's the Van Gogh. There's the yeah. Monet. There's the Rembrandt. There's the Picasso. There's, you know what I mean? And it's like, okay, yeah. why are we being trained that, you know, of course these people represent certain, you know, yeah, genres right. of art and s- s- certain types of art for their time but you know it, it's just i find it disheartening that we're kind of programmed what are you looking for i'm looking at your art my art yeah because not a lot of people know that like 
that you have these like oh because when you when you're talking about like these goofy characters and stuff and i was yeah. showing my kids like like you know oh yeah those are my t-shirts yeah like i remember you did like we were a couple of different places you brought like original like apparel yeah, yeah. and i was like and it was like this cool like little things all over this shirt all yeah. these little things and i'm like dude that's rad and you're like i drew that yeah that's what i do i draw yeah i draw on on like new t-shirts yeah yeah i draw directly on them with colored sharpies and i sell them on my website dude They're- like i was showing my kids i said look i said you know bob <laughs> yeah. this is he does all this and my son like loves the poly potato and like oh really yeah yeah dude i was Aww. like look, look blast face blast like, face yeah, yeah dude and like the little bugs uh, yeah. the machu picchu bugs yeah yeah. It's just these love and Donnie Drool is a great character. Donnie like, Drool, yeah. like if you look on Harlan's website, it's just harlanwilliams.com. Uh, like Donnie Drool looks like one of those characters that would be like a like a little side cartoon on MTV. You know, like <laughs> yeah. it, back when they used to try to do fun little things like yeah. that. And like I could just see Donnie Drool walking. <laughs> like I love it. <laughs> well, the reason I do those those drawings on the T-shirts because. You know, we live in a world of brand names, and everyone's always buying, you know, Gucci and Dolce and Gabbana and, and you know, all the damn brand names. And it's like people don't hesitate to have a Calvin Klein logo on their shirt or, you know, uh, Abercrombie Finch or whatever. And I'm like, there's so many original people. Everyone's original, right? And so I just decided I I would get T-shirts, blank T-shirts, and draw on them directly. And I was like... This is a one of a kind piece of artwork. Like no oh, one yeah. no one else will ever own this design. You get to wear it and own it and it was hand drawn. So Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. One I, just sold today. Which one was it? The Machu Picchu bug. I just get got out a, of here. I just got a notification about an hour ago on my email that that one just sold. And that's a that one's interesting because it's uh I was in Machu Picchu oh. and I was up in the, you know, in up in the mountains. Uh, sitting there with my sketchbook, and this weird beetle crawled out. Yeah. And I just had my sketchbook, and I started drawing the beetle. And now here it is, 14 years later, I decided to draw it. I looked in my sketchbook the other week and found it, and I said, oh, yeah. I'm going to draw this on a shirt. And now some guy is going to be wearing my experience from Machu Picchu. <laughs> that's, it's, it's so weird, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah, I even, like, uh, you know, my kids, we draw constantly. Oh, we, good. That's healthy. That's always, good for the dude, kids. Dude, we always um, – and I, I mentioned before, I didn't – I showed you, but, like, I, I signed a contract for a kid's book. Yeah, that's amazing. I just, Congratulations, <laughs> Yeah, dude. I, that's great. That's I exciting. Like, just as, like, you know, you you know, you know, have always loved animation and you've always loved drawing and things. Yeah. I never, ever thought that I was going to have to work on a kid's book with my kids. That's the beauty of and life, man. You never know what's around the next corner. I know. And making me think of, like, your shirts. So, like, drawing with my kids. Yeah. They're so goofy and funny. Yeah. And so we're writing a book called Farts Are Not Funny. Yeah, I love that. And uh, without giving away the premise, it's a lot of farts. Yeah. And there's an angry dad involved <laughs> of so much farting throughout the book. Yeah. But so, like, I'm sitting with my kids, and we're drawing all these scenarios. <laughs> and it's like, how about farting on a roller coaster? Yeah. And my son's, like, drawing a roller coaster, and then little kids are jumping off with parachutes. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I, I was thinking. And then when, I, when I remembered that you had shirts, I'm like, I should put my kids' drawings on shirts. Yeah. 
because they're hilarious. Yeah, why not? It's just the little kid, like my son, you know, like would draws Darth Vader pooping. Oh my god! He drew Darth Vader on a toilet, like just sitting, wow. and I'm like, that's so funny. It's wow. like little kids' drawings on T-shirts, you know. I wonder if he's friends with your friend Diarrhea. Oh, it's her name is Daya Lakshmi Narayanan. I'll never forget that. Yeah, but her nickname's life. Diarrhea. No, well. I mean, you're not going to say, hey, dialection luka muka klakshklen. You're going to go, hey, diarrhea over here. Aren't you? No. Everyone has a nickname, bro. You got a short, like if, if your name's Catherine, you'll call her Kathy or, uh, you know. Kath, Kath. Danielle, Danny, or yeah. Michael, Mike. So, yeah. diarrhea, raka, kuka, naka, lika, loka. Diarrhea, dude. Just Daya give her a break. Rhea. Yeah. Give her a break. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I nickname my kids. Oh. Do you know I nickname my kids? No. Like my my son is Luke the Nuke. Why? Cuz he's cuz he's a nuclear bomb. He just you know, he just uh he's he's a whirlwind of insanity and silliness. Give me the uh lyric from a Duran Duran song that uses that. Luke the Nuke? Just the nuke, the nuclear attack. Oh, I don't remember. You're about as easy as a nuclear war, yeah. Oh, yeah. it is. I only know "Hungry Like the Wolf." That was that's one oh. of my. That's one of my. I like the girl moaning in the background. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you ever wonder those people in songs that you hear in the background, yeah. and they they were in the studio, so yeah. they had to like bring somebody in and some model that was friends with Duran yeah. Duran. She's like, okay, yeah. uh, Camille, it's your turn, and she's like. Uh, and they're like, yeah. thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stop at the craft services on your way out if you want. <laughs> well, you wonder where they get that source that from because I did a song with my cousin and we the cousins band the cousins band and we have a song called Power Pound. <laughs> and I'm not going to say who or what or how, but but one of us had a girl do some very intense pleasuring of herself jeez on a uh, you know as a voicemail okay and on and a voicemail like like yeah and and so jeez i just have my mom call me and tell me happy birthday yeah yeah <laughs> well you know uh but uh so anyways we did this song called power pound and we needed we needed like a girl moaning kind of like the hungry like the wolf thing yeah, right. and and it came to light that this existed and so we put it into the song so it's like a real girl this at is one r- point was pleasuring herself but now it's it, it's in our song via voicemail via, yeah we downloaded <laughs> the the you know we downloaded um, the vm okay and, so uh, now everybody wants to go listen to this song it's called power pound yeah where can we find it you can find it uh it's through your website you have music on there don't you? Yeah, you can go to you can go to Apple Music and pull up our album, The Cousins. It's called Rattlesnake Love. Is the name <laughs> of the album? Of course it is. And uh, there's a song on there called Power Pound. It's kind of like a, uh, it's kind of like a club mix, like a rave song. And uh, Love it. and it, within the song, you you you'll start to hear a girl moaning and groaning, <laughs> but it's actually some girl actually really. And we won't we'll never know if which cousin yeah, received we that know. phone call. We Your cousin know. is Kevin Hearns, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah we'll yeah. never know which one of us or who the girl is, but it's some good moaning. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And, and and nobody was even there. 
Yeah, it was just it was just existed, and I was like, oh yeah, this could work really good. You and hear so, that, parents? I forgot to warn you. Uh, earbuds. It's earbud time. Yeah. Uh, well, moaning. I mean, it could be. For all you know, it's it could, fabricated. Could right? be. It's it could fake. be. She but could this be. was actual. This was actually real. Yeah. <laughs> but to the to to the uh, you know uninformed listener, they'll just think, oh yeah, they brought a girl in and she made some moaning noises. But no, this is the actual. <laughs> Wow! Bang, bang boom, baby. See, like I, I just got uh, sounds of my kids like yelling things, and you know, but because uh, you know, it's it's grown dad, so I can't use. Well, what any. are the other nicknames? Oh, that's Luke the Nuke. Yeah. Uh, see how we just go in post-it notes and pull Duran Duran and moaning yeah. out of there. Yeah. It's Luke the Nuke, and then uh, my oldest is Becca the Professor. Oh. She's the professor because she's very studious and very like her mom. She's very smart. Capital P O S H P O. S H, what movie? I don't know. There's a professor in it. Was that Nutty Professor? No, I have no idea. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh yeah yeah yeah, Remember? the professor song. Where he's floating away in the blue. Oh yeah Capital yeah yeah. P. They came a lolloping over the mountain. Funny trivia. Do you know who wrote Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Who? Ian Fleming, who wrote all the James Bonds. Oh really? Yes. That was his kids' movie. I'll tell you what. That out of it, you may not know it, but one of the creepiest villains of all time in my mind is in that movie. They they get to this weird land, and there's this character called the Child Catcher. Oh my and gosh! And he's this yeah. creepy guy with long black stringy yes. hair and a top hat, and his whole mission is to drive around town in a wagon and catch children. He's oh almost gosh. like an old school child abductor, and you the child catcher from Chitty Chitty Bang yeah. Bang. Oh man, he's so ice cream lollipops, children oh all free today. Yeah, it's creepy. Really, really he's creepy. Like, he's like the British Babadook. Yeah, yeah. Look how he oh, has like he's, a. He's got these big rolly eyes, and he's just yeah, sinister. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, he, That's he's creepy. He's kind of an under the radar, really creepy villain. Yikes. You know who's in that movie? A famous comedian. Who? You don't know? Wait, I can't remember. I'm brain dead right now. You want me to give you a hand? Yeah. Benny Hill. Yeah. Benny Hill is in that? Benny Hill's the toy maker. Is he running around chasing girls in skirts? Nope. He's he's that's actually like a serious little role, but Benny Hill is is the toy maker when they get to this mystical land with Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. It's Benny Hill's the good guy. Oh yeah. And he's trying to hide the kids from the child. I forgot that was him. Yeah, isn't that wild? That's got to be kids' movie night. We're gonna do th- we're gonna do that. Oh, it's for a kids great movie, movie. You know the star of it is right. I, th- I don't remember. I haven't seen it forever. Chim chimmery, chim chimmery, oh, yeah, chim yeah, chim yeah. chimmery. Yeah, Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, for a guy who loves movies, you just struck I out just, three times. Well, well, what happened is is that my wow. brain is thinking about cartoons. So <laughs> I was oh. like, I got to turn my. It, also, we're in comedy nap time right now. We are normally when you're on the road doing comedy between three and five, we're napping or laying there or m- moaning into voicemails. Oh, no, <laughs> kidding. All right. What's the other nickname? One oh, more. and then the little one, the little baby girl. She is little fire cat. Oh, little fire. Cat. Yeah. 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 Because she's wild. She just takes, you know, no nose for an answer. She's nuts. Uh, she, she's on her own. She's her own little animal fire yeah, cat, I like but that. that's, that's, what's fun is so doing the fart book. Yeah. Like I'm going to personify my kids yeah. as part of the characters. And of course, like I'm going to put them in the front of the book. Like, you know, this book's for my kids written with my kids, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know? So I can't wait. So like, even like describing to my illustrator 
of like what the kids are going to look like. I yeah. said, and this is literally describing my kids in like three words. Yeah. So I drew a little sketch of like, so I said, my, my oldest daughter, she's a 10 year old librarian. Okay. I just said, I gave him that guidance, yeah. you know? And then I, for my son, I just put gap tooth go- goofball. Like okay. just the, the, you know, and he's like, this is perfect. And then my little one, I was like, it's like Cindy Lou Who uh, on cocaine. Whoa! <laughs> like that's my little, but with and, and with an attitude. It's like Cindy Lou Who with a devilish attitude. Wow. Uh, that's my little ones. And now, like saying that, you can picture them. Yeah, like yeah, they're little yeah. cartoons. No, those are great. So I can't wait to do that. I can't yeah. wait to immortalize my. So you're kids. not doing the illustrations. You're hiring a guy. No. Yeah, I'm working with the publisher, and they have illustrator and. Uh, that's he's great. pretty amazing. He's done some books and, and TV and stuff. Oh, it's pretty good. neat. Good. Yeah. That's exciting. Dude. But like you, you have your kids' books, and yeah. I was blown away that you, you well, obviously you illustrated them. Yeah, I illustrate my own kids' it's books. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's a blast. I think I have nine kids' books that have been out over the years. That's crazy. A few of them are on sale on my website. I yeah. think I have two or three that are available on my website, harlowwilliams.com, where you can also get your own hand-drawn shirt. How about that? You can get – dude, It's I love that um, – see, like, I have so many friends that are so multi-talented. I, I mean that. <clears throat> like, it's it's neat to, like, especially with comedians, uh, you know, to know that they're artists and musicians and, and you know, a lot of times in, like, our industry, people are like, just stick with comedy. and But, like, yeah. if you're – you know, have all this creativity – uh, oh, like, yeah. dude. So yeah, like, you, if you look, I mean, on your harlanwilliams.com under your shop, I mean, you have your music, yeah. Uh, but then like crazy creatures, uh, a kid's book, yeah. Uh, the kid with too many pets, yeah. Uh, the kid with too many nightmares. That's a good one, yeah. But yeah, I can't. Like, I'm looking at. It, I'm like, I can't believe you drew those. Yeah, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, and thanks, your shirts. Man. Yeah, thanks, dude. No, it's pretty. It's a. Uh, it's a neat thing to. Like, I, I can draw, and I have drawn, like, when I was a kid, growing yeah. up, and things like that. But more of concepts, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, like, it's fun to be able to, like, if I come up with a graphic idea, I work with, like, an artist I have and yeah, or yeah. the illustrator and just, like, sketch something out. Sketch it out and then let them clean it up. And then to see them just, like, take my oh, what's in my best. brain, yeah. like, I wish I could do that myself. Yeah. But it's pretty fascinating. I do that sometimes with... Um, <clears throat> When I have an idea for an animated show, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll do the rough drawing and then hand it off to a CGI guy. Right. And have him do a 3D graphic of like a full rotation. Right. And, oh, it's just so exciting to see the whole 3D image of your drawing come to life. It's exciting. When you is, – is that how – like with Puppy Dog Pals, is that how you just kind of – like did you sketch something out and like show them like, hey, it's just these dogs and like – No, with Puppy Dog Pals, actually what I did is I, I thought, you know, what's really probably going to grab them better than I could draw is I, I grabbed a whole bunch of random pictures of – the Puppy Dog Pals are pugs, right? Right, yeah. Rolly's uh, kind of a beige pug and – bingo's a black pug and so i just went on the internet and grabbed a bunch of images there's millions of pictures of sure. baby pugs and they're <laughs> like which one isn't adorable i yeah, mean they're right. all so i just uh, you know and a lot of times pugs are in pairs of of beige and black that's just how they're born you huh. know so so i was able to find great pictures of pugs and so i just kind of put them into my word document and right. uh but I think more than the pitches, it was the concept that they really right. liked too. So the whole package just seemed to work. So I didn't have yeah. to draw anything for That's awesome. 
for that one. But once once we sold the show, then I started drawing and working with designers to find the look for the final product. Yeah, so, right. Wow. And that's and it's fun too because now I think it's fun to hear you know. Just hearing like how other things develop from that, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I mean, obviously, if you have a show that's on Disney for two seasons and yeah. maybe three, other people will pay attention to other things you got going on. Yeah, yeah. Or it other never, ideas. Never helps to have a hit. Never hurts to have a hit show on the air, man. That, that's yeah. Nice. And I like as as parents who like listen to this, like we know when we go shopping like dude puppy dog pals hearing you talk about it more and more over the years and then now like walking through target yeah and the whole sh- like crazy. aisle is puppy i'm like holy yeah. shit this is it's harlan's weird. this is it's crazy. very weird it's weird i mean it's at target it's at walmart it's at it's at the disney yeah. stores it's it's like and i love everywhere. to it's i love crazy. i love the feeling too like like you know some people like when you do like kids stuff and you've done plenty of kids stuff acting and you know people know rocket man and yeah yeah and like sometimes people are like well why would like you guys are actors and stand-up comedians like why would you because i did a nickelodeon show you yeah. know and people are like nobody cares nobody saw that and i'm like dude like kids need to be entertained too yeah of course and and you know so like you know when somebody does you know you know when robert de niro does rocky and bullwinkle people are like what is he doing you know yeah. whatever even though that wasn't great, but they did a great yeah, design yeah. of it. Yeah, but yeah. I just thought of that off the top of my head. You know, yeah, we all started as kids. We, yeah, you know. Well, so th- wouldn't don't you think it would be cool that Robert De Niro's grandkids are like, oh my gosh, my grandpa's playing. Yeah. Like, he's in Rocky and Bullwinkle. That's why a lot of a lot of older actors do kids stuff and voices because they they want to do it to connect with yeah. their with their young ones. But um, but isn't but, it isn't it fun for you? Like like you don't have kids. No, but you. Uh, you are one of my friends that are an adult kid, which is yeah, why it's fun. Much. It's yeah. yeah, no, true. But like, I know, like I, you know, I see on Twitter and stuff and Instagram, like you have all these families like thanking you for puppy dog yeah. pile. Like that's that's got to have that that little bit of a feeling of that parental feeling where you're like making these little kids happy just by having little puppy dogs in their life. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what's even more gratifying. That is very gratifying. It's it's awesome, but something else came out of this that I did not see coming that sometimes just almost brings me to tears, but mm. and I just got another email this week like about 4 days ago. This weekend while we were here, I got it. Um many many parents have written me and I don't know how, I don't know why, but they've written me and said, you know, dear Harland, your show, we have an autistic child that doesn't connect with anything. They won't talk to us. They can't formulate words. Yeah. We can't even have a conversation with our own child. They're, they're just kind of lost in that autistic mm. zone. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, many families and parents have written to me and said, your show has our kid speaking words or wow. singing to us or connecting with us. And I, I was just like... Some of the letters I've gotten has just wow. blown me away. Like, yeah. like to, to know that this silly little show I came up with is is reaching beyond whatever that wall is that autistic children have, and, huh. and is is bringing them out of that darkness or out of those shadows or whatever right. world they're living in. And holy smokes, it, it, some of the, these emails like make you almost want to cry. It's wow. pretty intense, yeah. And that's, if it was just one, I'd be like, oh, that's cool. But yeah. I, I've, like I said, I've had quite a few, and it, it's just like, wow, that, that's amazing. Yeah, I know it's like I know just from having kids in a way where kids do get obsessed with things. And I know, I know kids that are on a certain part of that spectrum, mm-hmm. you know, they get 
you know, they gravitate towards something that they connect with, you know, if yeah. I'm correct. And that's, I mean, that's neat, but, you I, know. I think one of the really neat elements that they, they connect to, too, is the music within in the Puppy oh, yeah. Dog Pals. Because every show, well, we have the theme song at the beginning, and then we have, they, they have, like, when they're about to embark on their mission, they have this kind of going on a mission song. Yep. And then whatever their uh, their uh, adventure is, we do an original song in every show oh, yeah. that kind of you know encapsulates the oh, adventure. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, uh, the kids are really connecting to the musical element of it too. You know these autistic kids. Yeah, so. that's definitely. I I have heard that. That's. I mean, learning musically is really helpful for a lot of kids. Yeah, and, and I'm I'm assuming it's probably. I'm just guessing because I I mean I've heard enough where. Like, you know, those things help autistic kids. And, yeah. You know, that's really neat, dude. Well, I was telling you earlier, too, that there's something that really blew my mind um, just at Christmas. I was at a Christmas party. Yeah. And, you know, I I know my show's out there. It's all over the world. I think Disney told me it's in 143 countries or something, oh which my blows my mind. But <laughs> out of all the things that you've done. Yeah. It's, isn't it it's crazy? crazy. But but then, I you know, I was like, okay, my show's out there. I know people are enjoying it. They're mm-hmm. watching it. And, and then I was at a Christmas party, and, and this lady approached me that I didn't know. But, you know, it was in Hollywood, so there's industry people. So they're curious. She goes, oh, what, what are you working on? I said, oh, I'm just writing. I didn't want to get into it because, you know, one question leads to another. And then mm-hmm. they're asking you your old resume. and But this lady was kind of persistent. She goes, well, what are you writing? And I go, well, I'm working on an animated show. Well, what are you, what's the animated show? And so finally we got to the where I go, it's called Puppy Dog Pals. So yeah. she goes, puppy, what's it called? Puppy Dog? She pulled out her cell phone right this in front of me. This is at a Christmas party. This is at a Christmas <laughs> yeah, party. Right. I'm trying to avoid being yeah. schmoozy. I just yeah. want to, like, you know, get under the mistletoe yeah, and make out with, you know, going with Paltrow or something. I need some wingdings. I get it. Yeah. So she pulls out her cell phone. She goes, oh, let me type it in. Puppy dog pal. She goes on YouTube. She goes, oh, well, that's interesting. And I go, what? And she shows me the first video on YouTube of Puppy Dog Pals, which is an episode called, a full free episode Disney put up a year ago when Mm -hmm. the show launched. It's an episode called Hawaii Pug-O, where the pugs go to Hawaii. (laughs) And coincidentally, it's an episode that I wrote. Seen it. And she goes, she goes, this is interesting. I go, what? She goes. 53 million views and i went what did you say she goes and i looked 53 and now it's up to now it's up to uh 55 or no for, sorry 43 million views and now it's up oh, to yeah, 45 yeah. million views yeah that still <laughs> and I, I was just like i was like what are you talking like there's only 33 million people in the country of canada <laughs> and 43 million have watched this little episode like and when I saw that, it really, like, just made me go, wow. Like, yeah. it, it, it's such a huge number to think that, f- you know, 43 million people have watched something that yeah. you did or created. That's And and it's gone up 2 million since Christmas. Now it's at, it's at uh, 45 million and climbing. It's, wow. it's, it's just like... So, and, and you're, you guys are working on a season three. We're working. So, season two is airing right now. Yeah. We're, uh, we're new episodes are coming out every second week, and then we're we're working on season three right yeah. now 
for another uh, 60 episodes. And I was saying before, like, and you have the opportunity to have other conversations and pitch other shows. Yeah, so I have a, I have a show. I can't talk about what it is, but I have a Ooh. show that I sold to Nickelodeon that that's, uh, we're in development on it right now. We're designing it, and we're it's going to be really cool. It's really original and different. And now, I know, like, I know you love monsters and weird characters. Yeah. Like, are you, like, because... Because I, I feel like that that's, and correct me if I'm wrong, like that kind of, you know, seeing what you draw in your kids' books that yeah. you've already done and on your shirts and your weird yeah. little characters, it, like, I is there a point where you're you're going to get to do something like that that you love that are just like goofy, weird, scary characters and, and like those weird mental kind of like yeah. image character? Because I – because – you know, I mean, if I know you enough and people have seen you like on stage, you're yeah. goofy. Yeah. You're goofy as shit. And like, so some of the characters you've drawn, like it's that goofy yeah. kind of kind of that original stuff you're talking about doing yeah. in Toronto that long ago. Yeah, you I have I, mean? I have a couple of new shows that I've I've sold to other networks that I can't talk about yet. Yeah. But but those if those get made and on the air, they are going to be more. Of more leaning towards goofy, silly, like imaginary creatures. Your versus, style, yeah. Versus, uh, you know, uh, the puppies. But uh, I always like like some of your original stuff. I have always thought of it. It kind of little parts of it remind me of like Shel Silverstein stuff. Like those little weird pictures in the in the uh, in Shel Silverstein books. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. Uh, the, how they draw, like where the wild things are. That yeah. really, that really f- like, um, kind of like fun absurd otherworldly kind yeah, of these yeah. like mythical characters yeah, i love I, that i like i like creating creatures and characters that you know if if you can draw something and anyone who looks at it goes i've never seen anything like that yeah, in my right, life exactly. like everywhere i've looked i've never seen something that looks quite like that that to me that's that's kind of neat like how often do you get to create something that's never existed yeah i know know, and 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 one way to do that is through drawing and sometimes it's through words and it's it's always through art that these things come up it's it's really cool that's so fun man yeah that's like i like i have always like i my dream uh maybe i'm pitching this right now like i would love to do cartoon voices like i always yeah you know and we have a friend too uh uh dave foley you know Dave, Dave, like yeah him him doing the voice of Flick and when I was with him one time I had him talk to my daughter years ago on the phone as Flick and like Right and, from Ants? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, uh Bugs Life. Bugs Life. Bugs Life. Right, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Ants was the knockoff. <laughs> yeah, right. Got it, got it. Dave's they, was first. They were both good though. Yeah, they were. I thought they were both good. But like, good. you know, ha- like just seeing the power of like Dave talking and my kids like, Holy shit, that's yeah. Flick. Like yeah. you know, like that that that's so amazing that you know, and like I said, when my, my daughter sees Puppy Dog Pal, she's always that's Daddy's friend. You know, when Bob shows up, yeah, and I, I'm like, I want to have, like, I want my kids to be like, that's my dad talking, like yeah. that's my oh, yeah. dad talking in a Pixar movie, yeah. or it's you know, fun. like that's unbelievable. It's be- weird. It's like weird. as much as as much as you you know get to show your friends that you're, oh, I was on this TV show, check this out, or here's me doing stand up on TV. Like, honestly, man, like be- having your kids be like oh my gosh that's my daddy you know like even like that would be so cool it's weird too when you see yourself as a character doing a voice it's yeah the first time you see it it freaks you out you know but over the years i've done so much voice work that it's um i think one of my favorite voices that i did that really 
work. Like sometimes you look at them and sure. for yourself personally, you go, ah, that doesn't really match. But yeah. I did a series for Nickelodeon a few years ago called Robot and Monster, and I did the voice yes. of Monster. And it, I just came up with this voice that really just felt like it really fit the yeah. guy. And I was like, it made me so happy, you know, I just giggle watching it. You what know? is Robot Monster? What was the voice? Uh, he was kind of almost a little bit Pillsbury Doughboys, like, hey there, everybody. It's kind of like I had this cute little voice that was a little more high-pitched than what I normally do. Yeah. Yeah, but he was, he was just he matched with the visual of, of him. Yeah. He was really cute. He's I feel like I, like I, I that's one of my favorite things to do with my kids is make voices and, like, my kids beatbox and do voices. And we, like, oh. I was even FaceTiming with my kids earlier. And this is a fun, cute thing. Now I'm just trying to like tell you to go uh, have a bunch of babies because you'll love it. Yeah, uh, I <laughs> like, know. I like sure. I had, I had my FaceTime, and my little one is, I uh, she like blew into the phone, like she yeah. <laughs> like that, and I was like, whoa, like I got <laughs> like, blue, yeah. and she's losing her mind, ah, that's and she's like cute. little fun things like that. Yeah. But then you know, uh, being able to share like cartoon voices with them and like, yeah. that kind of fun playing is yeah. just. It's amazing. I'll tell you one thing about the voice industry, though. In Los Angeles, mm. it's very cliquey. Right. It, there's, there's, there's a real, like, if you thought the group of actors and directors and writers was cliquey, yeah. like, the voice, you know, just because I've, I've, I've done well in it. But yeah, I'm you've even, done enough even to know I'm those people. still on the yeah. peripheral, but right. I've, for me, luckily, a lot of the roles I've got have been, like, the lead voices for right. whatever reason, so... So I've I've got to work with a lot of the real pros right. that, that do a ton of the voices and it's a small circle of people. Whenever I go in on a project for voice work, they they always bring in like Tom Kenny, the guy that yep. does SpongeBob. In fact, for the for the record, Tom Kenny's on my show. He does the voice of Arf on uh, yeah, yeah, on yeah. Puppy Dog Pals. So he's yeah. the voice of SpongeBob. And he does the voice of Arf, and, and the a real robotic dog on my show. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and a quick comedy tie-in who a, a friend of ours uh, who has actually been on my podcast, Bobcat Goldthwaite. I tell people all the time, a lot of people don't know that Tom Kenny, the voice of SpongeBob, yeah. and Arf, the robot dog, yeah. uh, they were a duo. They were a comedy oh, duo. Oh, were they? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, Bobcat and Tomcat. Oh, wow. They started as a comedy duo back in the day. Oh little little comedy tie yeah, in there. I didn't know that. That's yeah. cool. No, yeah. you're right, because when I... Um, I'm always fascinated, like, who does those voices? Yeah. So now, even... Like, no matter what my kids watch, I go... W with any movie, but especially kids' movies and kids' shows, yeah. I go to immediately go to IMDb. Oh, and, I see. Yeah. And, I, and, and I'll tell you what, man. I can name one. Frank Welker. Okay. Do you know who I'm talking about? I Probably. Can't even, I can't even remember what he's, voices he's done. Yeah. But all of them. He's in everything. Like, I think yeah. he was Michelangelo or one of the Ninja Turtles. He oh, was yeah. He was one of the Animaniacs. Like, oh, wow. And yeah. one thing, I, you're right. You see that trend. Any cartoons, yeah. like, there were groups of people, like, in the 80s, you know, those cartoons, all those crazy He-Mans and, you know, G.I. Yeah. Joes. There was the same five people. Yeah. Like doing oh, yeah. all the the dude who did Cobra Commander did, you know, that's my favorite. That's my Cobra oh, yeah. Commander. Cobra. You know, oh, I can do Cobra pretty good. Oh my god. So, so if scared. you want to redo GI Joe. Oh my god. You have Cobra. Oh my god. Uh, so scared. No. Oh, that was my favorite voice to do when I was a yeah, kid. Yeah. All my friends were like, "Well, you can play Cobra." And dude. I was like, "I want to be Duke." But wow. <laughs> but like uh like you see those groups of people and then you see the Warner Brothers crew. Yeah. When like when I when I was in the nineties, you'd have all the Animaniacs, the newer Looney Tunes, Batman the animated series. It was like 
10 people. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, how are these people not rich? Like, what? Like, I think a lot of they, them they are do pretty rich. well. Yeah. yeah. A lot of them, a lot of them do, do really well, man. Why do you think that is that they stick with like these, you know, like a, a core group? It really is a very small It's because crew. it's easy. They, they know that, you know, because it's like any casting, you know, I've been through a lot of castings mm-hmm. for voice people and, I think it's it's like anything. Everyone thinks they can do anything, but voice yeah. acting requires acting, you know. And True. so a lot of people come in and they just don't have the timing, or they don't have the nuance, or they don't know yeah. how to deliver the emotion through their voice. They can speak the words, but there's a there's a hook to like you know knowing how to to you know emote that emotion for the right. voice, and so. And so these casting people, like, it's just, look, we already know Tom Kenny can do any voice. We already right. know that guy can do it. Let's just get the guys we know. And they've worked with them. They know they know they're pros. So it's, it's just like anything. It's like, and I guess it is something like, you know, you know, I, I, I would say you, you could see it as a little bit like a, a, a casting a comedian. You know, yeah. like, you know, uh, I have a friend, John Daly from Pittsburgh. You've seen him on all kinds of Kroll show. And, and you think of, you know, these different guys that can come in and play a supporting role and always be funny. Yeah. Like, you can always, like, you know, if I bring in, I don't know, there's so many I can think of, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, people that just jump in on things. And you are one of those people. Yeah, yeah. That, like, they know you can come in and say, Harlan, we need this crazy hitchhiker. And you're yeah. like, got it. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like, I want to be that person, too. I want to be that community. So I I see that from that angle is, like, voice actors. You're like, you know, we call Tom Kenny, Frank Welker. We know that, like, here's this character. And they're like, no problem, got it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. They're they're great to watch, too. I've worked with Tom on a few projects, and he's just, like, he's he's so good. He's so good. Like, and a lot of those guys are just so good. Yeah, right. You you watch them in action, and you go, wow, you know, they – we need a British accent. We need an old lady. We and they just like boom, boom, boom. You're like, wow, like it's yeah. it's it's great to watch good people when they're good at what they do. It's yeah. just it's kind of awe inspiring. Yeah, yeah, it's it's neat. It's really cool, dude. I love it. Yeah. I love talking about cartoons and like and even like uh you know my 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 co-host on Grown Dad Business, Jason Clark. We're yeah. still going to talk about cartoons. We're well, still... he's kind of out now that I'm here, right? Aren't I the new guy? Oh. Yeah. See, if he's listening, dude, uh, dude. you should have never let me slip in because I... this is really clicking right here. Because so. Harlan, not even a father. Yeah. But a father to hundreds. Yeah. And millions. Yeah. About what forty five million now. Yeah. Sorry, dude. Fa- <laughs> it was a good run for you, but sorry, dude. So, uh, Jason. Um, so Harlan, uh, before we get out of here, yeah. can you just fire Jason for me? I just yeah. thought. Jason, would you step into my office? Cause you're effing fired. I love how you said effing. That yeah, was well, nice it's your, of you. It's a family. That's, Sometimes. That's why when I was talking about the moaning and groaning, I said pleasuring herself that's instead nice. of, you know, I, I'm trying Radio to keep words. it. Trying to keep it because I know there's dads and moms listening to this show with their kids right now. Yeah, sometimes we always say, like, we're usually pretty clean, but sometimes we go off and, like, like swear a bunch. Like what would be an example like of that? Like fuck balls, you know, you know, stuff like that. What like else? You, I don't know, like ass, shit. What else? PP. And? Poop hole. <laughs> Diarrhea. I don't. That's not her name. No, I, that was. I wasn't calling her. I would. That was. I was. That was the dirty word version. Oh, I thought you were calling her name. No, because you were saying poop, poop, pee, pee, and I. I was referring to diarrhea, not your friend diarrhea. Not the person. Yeah. Well, welcome to the podcast forever now. Yeah. Thanks.